The biggest issues, the biggest stories, the biggest forum for talking about what matters on the biggest stick in the state. Now, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, this is the Steve Scafidi Show. Good morning, Wisconsin. Welcome to Black Friday. It is the day after Thanksgiving. Hope all of you had a wonderful holiday. I did. Didn't eat too much. One plate this year. I kept it to one plate. Didn't didn't get the leftover. Didn't have the seconds. Kind of amazing. I amazed myself, but doesn't mean I'm not going to have those leftovers today because that's that's what we do. My wife Kathy is out shopping this morning with my daughter Katie. Black Friday shop. I think I left the house at like like four forty five or five a.m. I was still sleeping at that time. I had a later start today, and thanks to Libby Collins for warming up the chair for me. She has more guests than I do, and good guests. So that's th- good for me though. Yeah, makes your life less work. Yeah, less work for you. Thank you. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. It was great. Yeah, right. thank you. Spent time with my family and Trin's family, my fiance, and just enjoyed the rest of the day. Yeah, one one of the things we're going to do today, we're going to go back, and I, I I'm not a big fan of going back when it went, but when it's relevant and important, we're we're going to do that, and we're going to visit in about oh half hour or so with the uh, the mayor of, of Waukesha, city of Waukesha, Sean Riley, friend of mine, owner for a while, just to get a sense of where they are at as a community. Obviously, uh, just heartache and and horrible story from last sunday uh, i shared the story with lily coming back from deer hunting and, and that's when this was happening but i want to ask about what what the next few weeks are like and then a special guest as well at 1008 will be joined by my friend sharon who is one of the, the dancing grannies and uh obviously that group impacted significantly by the events of sunny losing some of their members but you know i think the story there is they're going to go on and then they're going to be in some parades maybe as soon as this month uh their response to that tragedy. I'll have some thoughts about, because I didn't do it Monday because I didn't think it was appropriate. We'll have some thoughts about sentencing and how we look at crime in this country. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm concerned about it. The fact that we are making it easy for people to do horrible things and then get right back out on the streets. And, you know, all the conversation about uh, prison reform and sentencing guidelines and all that stuff. There's a time and place for it. I'll, I'll let's just say I'll, I'll start having that conversation, and I'll probably do more of it next week as well, because there there needs to be a a, a wake up call here for everybody. This event did not have to happen. Uh, I don't do this often, but I wanted to just give a shout out to my friend uh, Deb Vanderhoff. She's a big fan of my show and, and WTMJ, and you know we're looking for good news when it comes to holidays and stuff. And uh, she is a a new grandmother. Maxwell, born to her uh, daughter Lily and and uh, her son-in-law Kyle. So a good news story. Maxwell doing well, born on the Thanksgiving holiday. How about that? A fun story, a good story in the midst of all this. Hey, my show poll is up. Speaking of the holidays, and then you'll notice this from me. We'll get to the serious stuff, but the shows between Thanksgiving and Christmas are often a little bit different, and you'll you'll get that sense as we move forward through the weeks. Um, not, not that we're going to lighten it up, but just a different sense about the importance of all the things we talk about in the context of kind of putting this pandemic puzzle back together, right? The challenges of the last two years and what it's meant for all of us. And, uh, my show poll kind of reflects one of those. It's the reality of the holidays, right? And I mentioned I only had one plate yesterday. Well, a new survey is looking at America's eating habits around the holidays. And did you know most people are expected to gain about eight pounds? So my question is this, how concerned are you about your food consumption as you celebrate these holidays? So I gave you a couple choices, a few, few choices. Zilch, past the pie, 
That's right now the leader on the course at 49%, which I think is most people's reaction. I'll just work out more at 20%. Uh, worried, my pants are already tight at 30.6%. And uh, I gave you another option as well. Already got a lot of votes. You can weigh in on, on the, uh, the Twitter poll at 620WTMJ or at WTMJ Steve. As always... Day after Thanksgiving or not, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open, 855-616-1620. I mentioned the shopping thing. My wife, Kathy, and daughter, Katie, out shop. I, I would never do that. Never do. I, I'm not interested in it. I don't like shopping to begin with, even when it's Black Friday. And after the break, we're going to talk to somebody who's going to kind of link social media to the whole Black Friday experience, what it means, things to look out for. It is something that I have to acknowledge. I probably have a lot of new listeners today who are out and about shopping going from store to store. Weather, not too bad. It's in the 30s, I think. Is it in the 30s? I think it is. What's the current temperature? I think it's like 19 degrees. It didn't feel like 19. It felt like 30s. You're telling me it's 19 degrees. I mean, cold is cold, you know? Cold is cold. But I don't have my thermometer. For some reason, it's not working. So we'll, we'll get to all of that. But uh, we'll talk a little shopping. As I said, my special guest today, uh, Mayor Sean Riley from the city of Waukesha, and Cher Millard from the Dancing Grannies will be about 10 08. And then don't forget... Couldn't be a Friday without a Steve Rule of the World. Of course, I had to do a new rules for holidays and Black Friday. So that'll uh, unveil at about uh, 11.08 or so. We'll have some room for conversation on the show today. I've got three hours. Uh, Brian Noonan will be filling in for Jeff Wagner. That's coming up at noon. Busy day here on Friday. It's not, not a holiday for me, maybe for you. But we'll, let's go through that journey together and have some fun and talk some uh, some of the, the aftermath of the, uh, the horrible day in Waukesha last Sunday. That's all coming up, but after the break, we'll talk about shopping and uh, Black Friday, the reality for a lot of you folks out there today. Steve on this Friday, Jordan producing as always. Stay with us. Happy Black Friday. Can you say happy Black Friday, I guess? All those shoppers out there. Welcome to all the new listeners who are going from store to store or maybe got their... Their smartphone tuned in WTMJ. I'm here on this day when the halls are empty at uh, Radio City. Let me let me. See. You could walk around for a half hour and not see one person. I'm surprised there's no food waiting for us. And, you know, some some extra treats, some donuts, nothing. Well, if there's no one here, well, there's some people here. You're here. Jasper's here. Jasper App- Appleton in the news department. I'm here. Libby was hanging around. There's there's a little something something for the effort. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. While a lot of you are out there shopping, I didn't really make this connection until I was approached about this interview, and it has to do with social media and shopping. I'm a big fan of social media, as you know. I talk about it all the time. Twitter is my uh, main platform, but I I dip my toe into Facebook occasionally. Uh, joining us on the phone on this Black Friday is Josh Arter from Stir. going to talk about social media and how that affects all of our shopping habits. Happy Black Friday, Josh. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Let's let's get to it. I didn't really make the connection between our social media activity and shopping, but uh, you're going to make that for us. Yeah, you know, honestly, this time of year is a really great example about how um, you know different brands. You know, they really want to make that sale, and so they do everything they can to make it as easy as possible. So a lot of times. You know, you might be cruising on Facebook or Instagram, um, you know, and these brands have you know, these shops set up that basically let you, um, you know, one-stop shop. You don't ever have to leave Facebook or Instagram, and you can surf their store. You can add items to a cart and even check out, again, all without having to leave the app that you're currently in. 
So one of the big questions people will ask, and I'm asking, is, okay, so if I do, and I have done that on Facebook mm-hmm. specifically, if you do that, does that open the floodgates to a, a barrage of ads with similar products? And if so, what do you do about it? You know, that is correct. Um, I, I always kind of hear from people that it seems like Facebook serves up ads that, you know, seem to read their mind. Um, but really what this does is, you know, all of the data, all of the products that you look on somebody's website that gets funneled into, you know, basically a profile about you. So, you know, whether it's items that you add to your cart and you don't check out, um, you know, these companies can essentially serve an ad up with that same product or products based off your search history, um, you know, just to make it more of a personalized, re-engaging experience with you. Um, you know, certainly most people find that you know, maybe a little intrusive, but, you know, especially with a lot of um, a lot of the data issues that Facebook has seen recently, you know, these platforms are taking a big step into letting people have, um, you know, a little more control over their privacy settings and when it comes to data. The big picture, though, does the online shopping experience at some point replace the in-store version of the same thing? We talk about folks waiting in line. I, I, I haven't been out there, so I don't know if people are doing that on, on the same levels as they used to do. Could it replace some of that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, more and more um, every year we're seeing a lot more um, e-commerce when it comes to Black Friday shopping. Um, you know, Instagram on average sees about 130 million users tap on shoppable posts each month. Um, and a recent study says that, you know, it's predicted that U.S. consumers will spend, um, you know, nearly $940 billion uh, via e-commerce by the end of this year alone. So, it's definitely a shift that we've seen in the most recent years. We're joined by Josh Arter from Stir talking about social media and uh, the uh, holiday shopping tips. All right, so are there deals that you can get on social media that you wouldn't be able to get elsewhere online? Yeah, a lot of brands do. Um, they run you know specialized ads to get people to do um, you know again kind of that one stop shop. Um, you know, it's pretty quick, easy sale for them, but it also saves you a couple bucks. Um, you know, but there are some uh, pros and cons of that, you know, especially this time of the year. Um, it's kind of a perfect time for scammers and other um, hackers, you know, get a little nefarious with your personal data. So, you know, really what we recommend is that people make sure that they're shopping with brands that they're familiar with. Um, and, you know, if they see a deal that's a little too good to be true, you know, nine times out of ten it is. But, you know, just... It, causes for pause and just, you know, make sure that you do your research on a brand that isn't, you know, so uh, so common to you or that is new to you and just make sure that, you know, where you're buying from, um, you know, doesn't doesn't seem like it's too iffy. One of the terms that gets thrown a lot when it's when uh, when we're referring to social media is influencers. The role of influencers, I, I understand how it works. They get a lot of people to look at their posts that hopefully for those companies that they work with gets people to buy that product or that service. Mm-hmm. Give me the, the, the real, a real sense of how much that means or doesn't mean. Cause I always, I always feel like it's overstated. Yeah. You know, influencers play a huge role uh, in helping brands these days. You know, it comes off as more authentic and more genuine rather than the brand itself, just kind of hawking their products at you. Um, but, you know, when people think about influencers, you know, they think about Kylie Jenner or, you know, these celebrities with millions of followers. Um, but there are definitely opportunities for brands to use, um, 
you know, what are called micro or macro influencers with just a couple thousand followers, um, you know, truly, again, because this really maximizes that genuineness about them talking about the product. Um, but, you know, it also helps brand reach more uh, niche audiences, if you will. We're talking to Josh Arter from Stir Advertising. Uh, and integrated messaging. So um, I want to make sure we don't leave, leave this conversation without giving people the, just something to be aware of as they as they venture into social media and and ads that they see pop up on their on their platforms. What should they be looking for? You mentioned uh, "too good to be true" is one of the uh, the classic ones. If it if it doesn't feel right, probably isn't right. Well, what's some uh, some of the other warning signs there? Sure. Um, another big one is, uh, you know, URLs for websites that look uh, almost, you know, perfect spelling, but, you know, they aren't actually the site. So, you know, there are sometimes ads that run that might take you to a website that's amzn.com versus, you know, amazon.com. Right. And first glance, most people might not notice it, but there are definitely, um, definitely websites that are out there that are, are, are scams, but that look like they might be the real deal. Last thing, you're going to go out and do some uh, social media purchasing today? Uh, you know, I might. I've got a couple things, a couple things on my shopping list. Um, I'll probably do some shopping online. Um, I know a couple people who are out waiting in line today, so they tell me that it's not too crazy. I might venture out there. Yeah, and the best best thing about the uh, doing it through social media or just online in general is you don't have to deal with the weather. No. <laughs> It's no, probably close to 70 up. degrees in your house. So you, you just sit there and you don't have to even get dressed. The best yeah, of two absolutely. worlds. Josh Arter from Stir Advertising. Hey, thanks for the uh, the tips, Josh. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, we're celebrating Black Friday, but we're going to do a lot more. As I said, we've got a, a couple big conversations coming up, including one in the uh, right after the news at 930 with the uh, the mayor of Waukesha, my friend Sean Riley, just to get a sense of where the community is at what are we, five, six days after the uh, tragedy on Sunday? And, boy, I was watching a lot of coverage over the uh, the days I was off. And, and um, we'll get to all of these pieces of this story. One of the most troubling, of course, is why this individual was allowed to be out and about to create that tragedy on Sunday. And I'll, and I'll get to that in the 10 o'clock hour. But uh, lots to get to. I, I'm glad that you're joining me on this Friday. For all the new listeners, this is, uh, this is my regular slot, 8.35 to noon. You'll find me on WTMJ, and uh, we talk about a lot of different things. We get to politics, although you will notice if you're a regular listener, I do politics in a much different way. And um, I, I always say it this way. I want the world to be a better place and uh, for my grandson, Max, and my grandson, Cooper, and my granddaughter, Charlie. I want the world to be a better place. And we look at our conversations, our interviews, our topics, and your conversation and input as a way to move forward, not backwards. So that's that's the uh, the philosophy, the mission statement of, of this show, and that's never going to change. Thanks for joining me on this Friday. After the break, we'll get to the news, and then, as I said, Mayor Sean Riley from the city of Waukesha will join us right here on WTMJ. One of the great things about doing a Black Friday day after Thanksgiving show is all the people you're hearing from. So Sarah is listening live. She typically listens to the podcast, uh, Sarah from Washington, D.C., former Milwaukee, and says, I'm off work today. Get to hear the program live, typically a podcaster. It's 45 degrees and sunny in D.C. D.C. is one of my favorite cities. I went to management uh, school there and uh, probably been there, God, 50 times. Uh, it's obviously the the uh, home of our federal government and our 
our system of government that is still the greatest country on this planet. I said that. Um, so thanks to Sarah. She's such excited for the show. I am too. We have great guests today. And, and after the news, we're going to we're talk with the uh, the mayor of Waukesha, Sean Riley. I can't imagine. Well, I, I sort of can imagine because I went through something, not like a parade tragedy, but uh, a tragedy of our own in Oak Creek. And uh, it, these are difficult times, and you have to kind of work through these things. And uh, I was impressed with the uh, the mayor when he uh, first talked to the media on Sunday night. He, he kept it brief. He spoke to the issue at hand provided the information that they knew, which is always uh, a good strategy not to speculate. I learned that from uh, the late mayor of Aurora, Colorado, Steve Hogan, who called me on the night of, of our tragedy in Oak Creek and said, hey, just speak from the heart, reassure people, tell them what you know, and uh, and don't even go anywhere close to the things you're, you're feeling. And that's not part of it. It's just strictly a facts presentation at that point. But I want to get to the feelings of it because as somebody who leads the city, this is a, this is a moment where the future will be defined by your response to these events, really. And many cities that have dealt with, with tragedies over the years, that's how they're known, right? How you dealt with it. How, some, some don't recover. I mean, most people still think of Columbine as a place where the high school tragedy happened. And I'd like to think that there's a, a new way of thinking that says, yes, it happened. Yes, we dealt with it in the best way we could. But here's what we did afterwards. And I want to get to uh, that conversation with Mayor Sean Riley after the news. I've actually been looking forward to this conversation. My friend, uh, the mayor of the city of Waukesha, Sean Riley, joins me in studio. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I was coming back from deer hunting uh, Sunday. It was the uh, opening weekend of gun deer season, and, and I started to get phone. I started getting phone calls, and I'm not even a mayor anymore. People wanting to get my thoughts about it. But um, I know you're in the parade. You didn't see it happening, but you, if I recall correctly, with the interviews that you did, you heard the uh, the sirens, right? Yeah. I had, so I was in the front of the parade. I had already um, the parade for me had finished before this incident happened, and uh, a lot of times what I do is I swing back and watch parade with my mom, who's at the Avalon, which is one of the buildings right downtown on the parade route. Uh, I was wearing um, fancy shoes, so my feet were freezing <laughs> cold. So I went home, and uh, I was home only for a, a short period of time before I heard the sirens, and then shortly after that, I got a phone call saying a car went into the parade, Initially, you don't think of this, what happened here. Um, and so I asked uh, Rebecca um, uh, to let me know what happened. I said, okay. And who's Rebecca? Our, um, she's in my office, uh, and she was at the parade, um, and she saw the car go by. Okay. Um, she didn't see it hit anyone, um, but she goes, the, there's a car, there, a car is in the parade. At that point, she didn't know that how tragic this whole thing was. And I said, okay, give me a call back whenever you hear anything. And I, it was, 30 seconds later, she said, no, no, you have to get down here. This is terrible. I didn't go down to the parade. I went to our EOC. Um, Which is standard operating procedure, basically. Correct, yeah. correct. So, um, you know, it, for me, it was um, finish the parade, uh, get home, and then drive up to City Hall. I saw an interview you did with uh, TMJ Force Charles Benson. And for the folks, we have a lot of folks who aren't from this area that listen to the show, including from Washington, D.C., as one of the earlier uh, emails I got. Um, this parade has been around for a long time, 60 years? 58 years. 58 years. Yep. 
you talked uh, with Charles Benson about the fact that you sat on that curb as a kid. Yeah, so uh, this means more than just being the mayor for you. This is my hometown. There's no question about it. I mean, I have eight brothers and sisters. We all went down to this parade as little kids. Uh, pretty much as um, adults with children, most of us have brought our kids to this parade, too. So as the events unfolded on Sunday, I, was, I watched a lot of the coverage because I, I was working Monday and I wanted to at least know the basics, even though I had been out of touch for most of that weekend. Um, obviously, we learned more and more about what happened and an individual driving through that route. Well, let me get your thoughts on that. This individual, do you think his intent was to hit people? He wasn't just fleeing. So he was trying to, to, to kill people. You know, I don't know whether I, I would assume his intent was to hit people. Um, he should have tried to get off of the route. He should have stopped. Um, normal people would have done that. Um, I don't think that this is a normal person. Um, you know, uh, you and I would never, ever do anything like this. And, you know, everyone, no, very, very few people would. I trying to. Um, say what his intent is is really really difficult just right. for the simple reason that his mind doesn't ap operate like mine i know that yeah so as somebody who's gone through a tragedy like we did in oak creek in 2012 there's there's different stages and the first is just reactionary okay what do we have to do here how do we get the, the uh, how do we follow our protocols you mentioned you went to the eoc the emergency operations center uh, that's part of it and then there's the uh, the shock of it and i'm assuming that you went through all the same steps shock grief yeah, I, I would say, you know, I mean, yesterday was my first day that I was able to not think about this, you know, 24-7. Um, it was actually really nice to make a 17-pound turkey for three people. <laughs> um, and uh, um, driving in here this morning, it, it's now, we, we have a long road ahead of us, and it's not the immediate um, type of things that need to be taken care of. I mean, our police department had a, I, I don't know the exact number of blocks, but it was a, basically an eight block crime scene. Um, they had, you know, we had the police and fire working nonstop. We had so many administration people working uh, full tilt on this. And you're right, now we're kind of, it's a different type of problem that we have to take care of or issues that we have to take care of. And it's complex. And driving in here this morning, it was it's hitting me that we now move into a different phase, and we still need to take care of these people that were injured. I mentioned as we were walking into the studio that you used the same similar term to what I uh, I used when we had our tragedy in 2012 is that we don't let this event define our city. And Waukesha is a great city with a lot of great community members. How do you do that? How do you take that message and then make a reality of it? Dealing with something that's so horrific, so tragic. In an event that you would never ever expect that would be the case, I'm I'm a part of it. Um, I don't do it myself. Um, the city does it. Um, the people do it, and I know that the city of Waukesha, or and I'm going to say the greater area of around Waukesha. You know, we have people that um, will help, uh, and will help a year from now, um, and we're that's going to continue happening. The city can be play a part in it, and they can help um, guide. Uh, and and suggest things that should be done um, and try to make opportunities for people to help. But um, this is going to take the entire community to, to, to define Waukesha as a place where we um, are um, more concerned about taking care of the people than we are about um, anything else. 
I imagine you're hearing from a lot of people, and I sent you a note uh, that night as well. I mean, that that's part of the, the healing as well. You hear from other city leaders, other elected officials, uh, uh, members of the community. That that kind of is a, a reassuring moment in, in the aftermath of an event like this. Yeah, it definitely is, and there's no question. I've heard from every other uh, community leader in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, I've heard from uh, the governor stopped by, uh, the attorney general stopped by, um, uh, their uh, homeland security uh, touch base, um, the uh, senators and the congressmen, um, they've all um, uh, said uh, we're concerned. How can we help? Um, you know, I, I Steve, uh, your email I have read it, but I read it on, <laughs> on Wednesday. Right. I read it on Wednesday because actually I had I, I was just looking at my phone uh, on. Sunday night, I wasn't able to look at any of them. Well, yeah, I wouldn't um, expect that. Well, and, and, and I'm just saying that you, among with many other, I had 490 emails that right. were similar to that, and that just shows you that you know people are concerned, they're supportive, um, and it really comes from all walks of life. Sean Riley, the mayor of the city of Waukesha, joining us. I want to ask you after the break a couple things. The witnesses, all those people were enjoying that parade. There's an aftermath for those folks as well and a responsibility of community and, and the mental health professionals that can kind of get them through that, but also the public safety folks who stepped up so brilliantly on Sunday night and continue to do that every day. Mayor Sean Riley, my guest right here on WTMJ. We are joined by the mayor of the city of Waukesha, Mayor Sean Riley, friend of mine as well. All right, so I mentioned, and we were talking during the break, about all the families and the residents of, of Waukesha and surrounding areas because it's a huge parade. They witness this, these events. How do you help them deal with that? Those images, that reality. Yeah, I have to say that they're they're easily uh, victims of this. Also, um, as you can imagine, you know, I, I, we already talked about sitting on the curb and and uh, watching the parade and the parents stand behind them and um, you know shoulder to shoulder. And in this case, a lot of them, and some of them I know very well, um, witness absolute carnage. Um, things that I've been told from our police officers they haven't seen in, that are uh, in the military, that have, and they've seen some really bad stuff. So these, there's no question, these people are hurting, and it's it's a mental thing that needs to be addressed for a lot of them. Um, you know, there are helplines. Um, I know that the. Distress helpline is 1-800-985-5990. Um, there's also the schools are, are doing a lot of work with the kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, I believe the Resource Center at Carroll University for Mental Health Counseling is still going. I don't think it, it may be it may be start it may be going back on Monday. Right. I don't think it's because of the holiday. Today. Yeah, um, our website will have um, all the up to date information. So. Um, go to the City Walksha website, and you can find stuff if, if you are hurting from this. Another thing that I wanted to uh, congratulate you guys on, maybe that's not the right word, thank you for doing, is is the ability to communicate effectively. You were, you were out there pretty quick. You kept it short. You kept it brief, but you spoke to the issue. Here's what we know. Didn't get into speculation or any of that. And you use your social media to also put out relevant and timely information. And that's not something that every community understands the, the, the importance of yet. So you guys did a good job with that. Thank you. Um, our social media has really, really been ramped up in the last three, four years. Um, and it keeps getting better and better. And it is something that I think is for every community, if they aren't doing it now, it's the future. Um, you can get out information. Um, correctly and timely 
Um, and in this situation, I guess, you know, uh, it was invaluable to be able to let as many people know as quickly um, the information that we can put out. Also wanted to mention the work of the public safety responders, first responders. Uh, this was not an easy incident. You mentioned how long of a crime scene this really was, and, and uh, the, the, the respondents coming from all over the place. I, I want to give you the time just to thank those folks, because, I mean, they were coming from all over, I would imagine. I, I don't think that there was a community within 40, 50 miles that didn't send in an ambulance or backup police officers. Uh, the, I, I know that there's at least 20 state patrol officers there, and you have to recognize that this is, you know, the number of people of, from first responders that are needed for something like this is unbelievable and it's not just for the three or four hours you know after the incident it's for the a day and two three days after often have to provide relief to the officers who've been working non-stop it's to do all the other work that doesn't stop just because you've had a, a, a you know mass casualty incident yes i mean there nothing else stops because we had this parade uh, the police and fire still had um the calls for you know um broken bones and uh overdoses and and all that type of stuff that never that doesn't stop and they had to continue doing that i'm i'm working uh, actually i'm saying that you know my police and fire are tapped out um they are uh going to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of but i'm not going to make them do any more work until at least next week yeah and we're going to get to that after the next break uh, an event that's going to happen sunday or at least uh, an, an honoring of, of that uh, that moment 439 uh, last sunday um as a mayor we often deal with these challenges i we've talked about mine in, in uh, 2012 with the sick temple um how have you been impacted by this i know you sp spoke a little bit before maybe it was off off the mic during the break that you got to take a moment to kind of just relax and certainly thanksgiving might have provided that for you but as somebody's gone through this it doesn't go away it kind of it's always there in the back of your mind or the front of mind that this is something that we are actively dealing with and we have to figure out what the next steps is so let's let's talk about that next steps for waukesha how do you how do you move forward even parade planning next year because i know you guys are going to go forward with it right uh we are going to um I haven't met with the police chief and the fire chief and, and department heads about future parades. Um, that hasn't been anything that we've sat down and discussed. Um, but I, I, I'm of the opinion that parades are going to happen. Uh, a community needs parades. Mm -hmm. And um, we will make sure that um, we have parades and that we do them safely. Um, you know, that's what the community needs. Mayor Sean Riley, my guest on this special Black Friday edition of my show. After the break, uh, an honoring of what happened last Sunday, the uh, the victims and the family members and all those folks who witnessed the, the tragedy on the streets of Waukesha, uh, special event this Sunday at 439. We'll take a break. Back with my guest on WTMJ. Special studio guest on this Black Friday edition of my show is uh, Mayor Sean Riley from the city of Waukesha, obviously talking about what happened last Sunday. Before you get out of here, I want to talk about a few things. And, and one of those is there's, there's all these realities that happen that most people aren't aware of. And you were mentioning just personal belongings. Those have to go somewhere. And in, in your case, it, it touched another group of your city employees. Yeah. So once the base, I already indicated this was an, around an eight block crime scene. And before the, um, before we opened it back up, we had Public Works go through and pick up the chairs and the blankets and, and all the things that were 
just um, left as people were running away. Um, and it's a lot of, it was a lot of, um, of chairs and, and all that type of stuff. And uh, I know that our public works uh, crews had a tough time picking it up and, and knowing that these people all just fled from such a tra- tragic incident. It then went up to Park Rec Building. It'll be there through um, 4.30 on Monday, maybe later, um, but I know it'll be there uh, on Monday, so you can anyone who's left lost anything. We've been pushing that out on social media, but uh, I know that affected the crews that had to go pick it up. So you're going to remember last Sunday, this Sunday, with an event called Light the City Blue. Tell me about it. Yeah, so we have we're getting in um, a, a smaller order of lights um, that we'll be distributing through our aldermen. Um, uh, they'll get their lights Saturday morning, and these are all free. Um, they'll just be passed out. Uh, I think there'll be about a thousand five hundred of them uh, this Saturday, and then we're getting another ten thousand uh, next week sometime. Wow. And what we want to do is blue is a color of unity. And we want to have people put blue lights on their porch and show that uh, we're unified. Um, So light the city blue um, for unity. This Sunday. This Sunday, yes. And so, and and through through the holidays. Um, So it'll go on. No, I mean that, that's perfect. A lot, a lot of people ask you on the text line, "What, what, what can they do?" One of the easiest ways is, do, is to donate. I know you have information on that as well. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of GoFundMe's mm-hmm. um, by the, the families themselves, and you know um, that's all re- very good. Um, but GoFundMe's can also be uneven. Some families can get a lot. Some families may not get a, get much. And we also have a lot of people who have uh, experienced some emotional trauma. And the United for Waukesha Community Fund is um, where we're we're sending people to go. And and like I say, the GoFundMe's, if that's what you want to donate to, donate to that. But uh, this is through the uh, United Way of Waukesha and Milwaukee as well as Waukesha County Community Foundation. And between those two organizations, um, I know that um, we'll get the funds that are needed to the families that need them. I know how our community changed and uh, moved forward in a positive way. How does this tragedy shape Waukesha, and how do you move forward in a positive way in the years ahead? Um, By consciously remembering and helping the people that need it um, and not having it a news type of news cycle type of thing. Um, this is something where our community um, will remember this, and and will re- and and will be helping the victims, not not trying to work on the blame or anything like that. It's this what we have right now is victims, and those victims need our help. And um, one of the things is is we've had the, our 125th uh, anniversary for as a city this year, and we've had a whole bunch of celebrations. And um, we're going to remember this by um, we have a, um, a guitar that is um, going to be uh, sealed, uh, and uh, it has a whole bunch of items f- to commemorate commemorate our 125th. And we need to figure out what we put in there for this um, tragic situation, which is, uh, we haven't, I haven't decided what it is. I don't know what it is yet, but we're gonna have to do that. Um, next year, uh, a year from now, it's gonna be an event that, you know, we're gonna have to commemorate um, the, fam- the funerals. Um, you know, th- there's a whole bunch of things. 
I don't have all the answers yet as to how we're going to do it, but we're going to we're going to make Waukesha better and make Waukesha known as to how we responded to this. And I and I completely agree with everything you just said. And as we were walking into into the studio, you said it. I mean, this it's still a work in progress. You got to you have to reach out to all those other people. It's not one person, not just the mayor, although the mayor is often looked at as as the the one person. Lots of people can help with this, and the story will be ongoing for all of you in Waukesha. But uh, I just want to say thanks for the great work that you did with your leadership, and I know that uh, Waukesha is in good hands. Thank you very much, Steve. Mayor Sean Riley, the, uh, the mayor of the city of Waukesha, obviously dealing with the aftermath of that tragedy at the parade last Sunday. We'll take a break for the news. After the news, we're going to be joined by a member of the Dancing Grannies, a friend of mine as well, uh, what that felt like and how they are dealing uh, with the tragedy last Sunday. That's after the news right here on WTMJ. The biggest issues, the biggest stories, the biggest forum for talking about what matters on the biggest stick in the state. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, this is the Steve Scafidi Show. Good morning, Wisconsin. Welcome to the Black Friday edition of the show. Yes, I am here. Everybody else is up, but I'm here, and I, and I am enjoying my quiet Friday, although... Some of these things that we're going to be talking about today are not easy to talk about, and, and my next conversation is one of those. Um, she is a friend. I remember her, her back from the days of the uh, Mayor's Fitness Challenge in the city of Oak Creek. And she's also a member of the uh, Dancing Grannies. My friend Sharon Millard joins us on the phone. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> and I know this, this, these can't be easy conversations. Your, your teammates, really, your friends in your group, suffered a horrific and horrible tragedy on Sunday. So I, I always ask my guests, how are you doing? I'm hanging in. I think yesterday was the first day I didn't fall apart. I don't think I cried maybe one time yesterday. I know that you guys, you women, love, love being in parades. And I know that this it will continue. I know that you're, I think you're doing something in the city of Franklin uh, coming up pretty soon. Um, yeah. Having been through that event on Sunday, that horrible tragedy, how do, you, how do you, a lot of people are wondering, how do you move forward from that? How do you continue the great work that you guys do, spreading cheer and joy for all the folks who love to line up at parades in all the cities across this state? Well, we consider ourselves a family. Um, we control each other. Right now we have been with each other um, getting together with each other and we're going to move on we're not going to let this stop i don't think the grannies that didn't make it would want us to stop doing this and i feel like we need to continue for them i so remember i remember what we're going to do i remember when i when you were part of the mayor's fitness challenge and you were telling me that you you wanted to be a part of this group what is it about yeah. this group that, that that motivated you? I know that you were someone that, w- that wanted to be fitter and wanted to be more active, and this was this was part of that story. What is it about that group that that you love so much? I don't know. They're just kind of unique. I mean, you don't normally see a bunch of older ladies out dancing in parades, mm-hmm. and I love to dance. I love parades. And I love to be around other women my age. And you put that all together, and that's the Dancing Grannies. I wanted to give you a moment to talk about the members 
who were killed on Sunday. I know that they were part of your incredible group. I've seen your group in parades across this area, not just in my city, but other places. Talk about those individuals and, and what they meant to you personally. Well, Jenny, um, Jenny had joined the um, Dancing Grannies in 2003, and um, she was like the glue that held the group together. She was the choreographer. She was the one. She usually didn't dance at the stage. Um, she would coach us. She would mentor us. She would be there, pick your feet up. We're not walking. We are marching. Get those palms up not straight ahead. She would push us to be better and better and better until we were all in unison. Um, she was a friend to everybody, and she's who made us what we were. She really is. Without mm -hmm. her, it's going to be really hard to be what we were. Uh, Lee became a granny in 2009, and she was a she was a coach and also a mentor, not a mentor, a coach. And she's the one who coached me and taught me everything I know. And she was a wonderful coach. And I mean, everything I learned, I learned from Lee. And her and Jenny were good, good friends. <laughs> Very good friends. I imagine you're all you were all very close friends, right? Yes, we are. We did all of us did a lot of outings together, and a lot of outings would meet at people's homes for parties and get-togethers. We always had Christmas parties and just outings together, summer outings, um, just just get-togethers, and. Um, then there was uh, Tamara. She became a granny about a week ago. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this was her first parade, and she became a granny on November 17th. Yeah. How, how sad that is. Yeah, she was only 52, and she was so excited to become a granny. So excited. Beautiful girl, just wonderful. And I can say, just beautiful girl. Oh, that was hard. And um, then we still have uh, one in the hospital still. And how are they doing? I'm not sure. I am not sure, to be honest. I think she's getting better, but I am not sure. So the question a lot of people are wondering is, what's going to happen next? I, I know that you're not going to stop doing this because it's something that you all love to do so much, and, and you can hear that in your voice. What, oh, yeah. what's, the, what's the next step? How do you move forward from this? We will move forward, and I can tell you that right now. None of us are going to just drop and let this fall by the wayside. Not a one of us. And... um we have a lot of fundraisers going on. We're trying to get money and um, to continue this with costumes and everything we might need. We are going to move forward. Um, it's kind of crazy. We're getting 
emails from around the world, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And um, so after the grieving process, uh, it won't, probably won't be until maybe next summer. We'll probably start parades then. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. We've got to get more people involved. We need more grannies. And they've got to learn the routines. But we will continue. For, for somebody, I guarantee that. For somebody who wants to get involved or someone who wants to donate, is there a Facebook page that you can point people to or a website? There is. Um, it, they can go to the MilwaukeeDancingGrannies.com. And uh, there's a GoFundMe right on the on that page. Sharon, I want to uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know it's not easy, and, and as you grieve your 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 teammates and your members of the uh, Dancing Grannies, I know that uh, it's something you want to do as well. You, you certainly celebrated the lives of those people, and I know you go forward and, and be as strong and as active as as ever. And I look forward to watching you in parades next summer and the summers beyond that. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Sharon Millard, my guest, a member of the uh, Dancing Grannies, of course, suffering just a horrible, horrible tragedy on Sunday in the uh, city of Walkershaw's parade. We'll uh, move on to other stories of the day after this. Happy Black Friday, everybody. And we're all feeling the effects. Now, I didn't overeat, so I feel pretty good on this uh, Black Friday. And... I'm going to be working out after the show. So I'm going to, anything I gain, I think I'm going to lose. Now, one of the things that I noticed when I was watching TV during the days I was off, and I just worked Monday and I was off the rest of the week up until today, is this, I'm going to call it cheerleading for bad news. And if you're on active on social media, you know what I'm talking about. It's the use of things like the cost of Thanksgiving. I think it's up $13.64 or something like that over last year, which is last year is one of the cheapest ones ever relatively speaking, um, or the high gas prices as a political argument. And it's, it's a cautionary tale, but I think it's one we need to be aware of. If you follow people, if you listen to people, if you see people on television using inflation, cost of living increases, all that stuff, price of gas, strictly as a tool to say my guy or my candidate's better than your candidate, I think we're missing something here. Don't cheerlead for bad news. Let's just say, let's just say this. Let's say gas goes back down to two something. What about all those people that are cheering for the bad news that says, oh, we got to get rid of this guy because now prices are high. Well, does that go away then? Do you lose that argument? I think we've got a little careful about how we argue about politics. Politics has consumed a lot of our lives. Hopefully your Thanksgiving table or whatever you did yesterday wasn't part of that problem. Because it's really not about that. I did a Thanksgiving special that aired on WTMJ yesterday. And it wasn't about politics. Believe it or not, we can get through our lives without having politics ruin everything that we do. Whether that's sports, whether that's trying to get through life and not be sick or suffering from a virus or any of that. We can we can live our lives without the, the, the anchor of politics. And often, I've, I've challenged people lately to say, 
you know what? Are you going to do? Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to not be consumed by it? Because I could guarantee you, it's consuming some people. It's literally the only thing they want to talk about. It infects everything, including harmless social media posts. I created a, a hashtag a while back, even though Facebook's not really a place for hashtags, because I think it was important. Keep Facebook fun. And I was reminded of that when I posted something about my mom's birthday. My mom's birthday was on Wednesday, 86 years old. And you know what? Hundreds of people who don't even know my mom said happy birthday to my mom. And I thought, okay, that's, to me, what we need to be doing more of. The good news stuff. I understand the power of politics. And it's really the power of sports. One side versus the other. And it's become really just a talking point. Wherever you go, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Do you hear what he said? All of this stuff is frankly overplayed and unnecessary. You vote the way you want to vote. Don't let talking heads... That's why I don't tell people how to vote. You, you do what you want to do. There are good ideas all over the place. It's not specific to one party or the other. They also have a lot of bad ideas, and I do point those out on both sides. Democrats, everything free. Republicans, election inquiries that never end. There's two off the top of my head. Be better than that. So I was reminded of the goodness of people with a simple birthday post. And all those people who never met my mom, yet still took the time to say, hey, happy birthday. Simple reminder that maybe, just maybe, we put too, too much stock in politics. And I know that there's folks who make a lot of good money talking about it, but there are other ways, other means to make good money. After the break, a couple quick ones. Uh, the, the, the holiday weight gain, we just got through the pandemic 15. Now we're going to talk about the, uh, the holiday eight. And uh, got to mention Aaron Rodgers. What is he doing? What is Aaron Rodgers doing? We'll get to that as we round out the 4 at 10 right here on WTMJ. More of the Steve Scafidi Show next on WTMJ. Capco's Kids to Kids Toy Drive is back, and with it comes the return of another new Christmas tradition. Wisconsin's ultimate drive through holiday experience, Capco's Kids to Kids Christmas Wonderland. Millions of lights and upgraded tunnels, a bustling Christmas village, and Santa's workshop with live reindeer. Not to mention all proceeds are used to buy toys for children in need in our community. Capco's Kids to Kids Christmas Wonderland, presented by Fleet Farm, Gentian Financial, and Exacto Spring. You can find more information at WTMJ.com. This Christmas season, Steinhoffels has deals galore with the largest selection on leather sofas, solid wood, and oh, so much more. Shop our Black Friday sale and get 35% off store-wide, and you'll get up to a $300 gift card on the new furniture you buy. It's time to transform your home for this holiday season and let new furniture from Steinhoffels Black Friday sale be the main reason. 
Introducing Kohler Services, the personalized shower remodel service that lets you design the shower of your dreams. Kohler Services simplifies the remodeling process for a seamless redesign from start to finish. This month only, receive a free shower wall upgrade with the purchase of your Kohler Luxstone shower. Choose from traditional to contemporary wall colors, patterns, and textures designed for a one-of-a-kind shower experience. Request your free consultation at KohlerServicesWI.com. Since 1946, ANSI and Associates has helped businesses and people secure, protect, and grow their version of the American dream. Hi, I'm Mike ANSI, and here's another story about living the American dream. I'm Patrick Nagel, Director of Finance at Winter Services, a full-service snow removal and management company proudly based right here in Milwaukee. We have a fleet of high-tech snow removal equipment and a total dedication to customer service. No matter how quickly the snow falls or how many inches we end up getting, our team's snow management experts will exceed your expectations. That is our promise. As a growing business, we needed an insurance relationship that also had a total dedication to customer service. Thank you to Jack Dembski and Antane Associates for being a partner we can trust in. Thanks, Patrick. We're happy to partner with an award-winning company like Winter Services. If you're interested in learning more about how the right insurance and employee benefits can help you and your business, visit ANSAE.com or give me, Jack Dembski, a call at ANSAE & Associates. We look forward to partnering with your business. Now, more of the Steve Scafidi Show on WTMJ. A couple quick ones for you on this Friday edition, Black Friday edition. Thanks for listening, by the way. I know you guys all over the country are tuning in, and I appreciate that on the podcast. Jordan hasn't given me a recent update, but we I think we're at the second highest total we've ever had for one month, which is thousands and thousands of listens. So thanks to all of you who do that, wherever you are, and um, check in occasionally. You can send me a, a text on the Acunet Mortgage Talking Text Line, 855-616-1620, or email. I get a lot of emails. I try to answer as many as I can. Steve.Scafidi, 2Fs1D at WTMJ.com. All right, so we've heard of the Pandemic 15, allegedly, because I don't think there's been any real data on this. A lot of people gained 15 pounds during the pandemic because they were, let's be honest, sitting at home. Well, now experts say there's a survey out there, and I want to make sure I get the language right because it's a specific survey. Let me just find it real quick. Uh, it's called the Writing Off the End of the Year Survey. It looked at America's eating habits around the holidays. Most people expecting to gain, in their own mind, about eight pounds. So I gave you a couple of choices on my show poll. You can find it at Twitter, at 620WTMJ, or at WTMJ Steve. Um, zilch, no concern, pass that pie. <laughs> or dessert, more dessert, please. Um, I'll just work out more. I'll be doing that this afternoon, right after the show. Worried, my pants are tight, or other. You can always add a comment on uh, the old Twitter. Um, from Texan in Exile on Twitter. Thanks for the long-distance listen. I've realized that my life is great when gaining weight is my biggest concern. Pass the pie, please. And I'm sure that's how it was for everybody. Everybody was chowing down yesterday, and um, my wife, Kathy, her spread was amazing, and all the uh, folks who joined us, family members, all uh, brought something as well. Definitely was enough food. I'll, let me just put it that way. All right, can't get to news before we talk about Aaron Rodgers. I, as you know... I'm the biggest fanboy of all fanboys for Aaron Rodgers, and the guy is brilliant at quarterback. But here's the here's the rub. Here's the thing that's starting to bother me. Just because you're brilliant at one thing doesn't mean you're brilliant at everything else. And when you're talking about medical diagnosis or COVID or the pandemic or vaccines or life in general, 
Aaron Rodgers, I know he's got a lot of platforms now. He does his pressers with the Packers. He's on the Pat McAfee show on every Tuesday. You might want to just focus on the football because here's what's going to happen. If, and this is still an if, because they are still got a pretty good record, if the Packers don't win a Super Bowl, all stories will say this. Ah, he's focused on all this other stuff. He's getting married, which have not, has really nothing to do with it. All, you know, the, the, the COVID stuff, the... Um, misdirection on the uh, simple question about being vaccinated or not. That's going to be the story. I would rather that not be the story. So Aaron Rodgers, win a Super Bowl. Then I don't care if they trade you because we'll get a lot of draft picks. We'll all be happy. That's the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. Shut up with all the other stuff. Nobody cares. Frankly, you're becoming a talking point for the talking heads on late night TV. We're done with that. Focus on football. All right. I think I got it off my chest. It's 1030 from the WTMJ. I'm going to make them laugh. Breaking news center, here's Jasper Appleton. Thanks, Steve. Scammers are once again using We Energies to scheme people out of thousands of dollars. The imposters spoofed We Energies' phone number and then told a Brookfield woman to buy $17,000 worth of gift cards at gas stations throughout southeast Wisconsin. According to the Better Business Bureau, scammers will ask for money via mobile payment apps, online payment systems, or even cryptocurrencies, as these methods are harder to trace. And families in Waukesha came to a memorial site at Veterans Park yesterday to take part in a moment of silence at 439 to remember and pray for the families of affected by the Christmas parade tragedy. The time resembles the moment the deadly crash took place. Hundreds of memorials have been set up to honor the six people that have died. And Sauk Prairie School District is in need of substitute teachers. The Wisconsin School District raising the pay of their subs to $200 a day with the stipulation that they stay and work for the whole week. The money to be, excuse me, the money to pay for the long-term sub salary increase was funded with federal pandemic relief money. Now time for the WTMJ PellaWI.com Time Saver Traffic Report. 94 westbound from the Marquette Interchange to the Zoo is 7 minutes. From the Zoo to Highway 16 is 10. 41.45 southbound from Highway Q to the Zoo Interchange is 14 minutes. Good Hope Road to the Zoo is a normal 10-minute trip. 43 northbound from the Marquette to Good Hope is 8. And 94 southbound from the Marquette to Layton Avenue is 7. Traffic sponsored by Wettinger Compressor, the Midwest air compressor experts. Visit pressureisoff.biz. Wettinger Compressor offers FDA high-quality products, lubricants by HPL, diesel automotive, racing, air-tool lube, hydraulic, and more. Always available at pressureisoff.biz. Now time for the WTMJ five-day forecast. Today, partly sunny, high of 33. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 22. Saturday, mostly cloudy, chance for light rain and snow showers, high of 41. Sunday, morning flurries, mostly cloudy and windy, high of 38. Monday, partly cloudy, chance for light rain and snow showers, high of 42. And on Tuesday, mostly sunny, a high of 43. In Milwaukee, it's 25 degrees. I'm Jasper Appleton, Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 1033. Coming up next, a war on leaf blowers. Hmm. That's next. On trend. On budget. On your finger. It's the 2022 Signature Collection of Engagement Rings at Kessler's Diamonds. I'm Monica Kessler. 28 fabulous engagement rings. Each one loaded up with magnificent Kessler 81 diamonds. Which guarantees your ring will be noticed everywhere you go. 81 facets, not the traditional 57. Make Kessler 81 diamonds surprising, special, and different. Come to Kessler's. Ask to see our signature collection of engagement rings. And prepare to be amazed. On trend. On budget. On your finger. White gold. Rose gold. Or yellow. 
And with your purchase of any item at Kessler's between now and Christmas, Kessler's is donating a free Brave Bracelet to a child at the Child's Advocacy and Protective Services Center at Children's Wisconsin. It's impossible to watch that video without crying. See the signature collection in the Brave Bracelet video at Kesslersdiamonds.com. Welcome to Kessler's. Cherish the holiday memories at the house you grew up in, but now you notice there's an elephant in the room when visiting? Maybe you're a parent, you notice it too. Is maintaining the house and yard work becoming too much? Moving to a new lifestyle can feel overwhelming. I'm Bruce Nemovitz. My wife, Jean, and I are senior real estate specialists. We'll guide you through it all, from downsizing to preparing and selling the home. Hear from the many families we've helped at brucesteam.com. Give us a call, 262-242-6177. We're the Libby family. At Do-It-Yourself Bathroom Center near State Fair on 62nd and Greenfield. If your bathroom needs work, we're the place to go. Our people really know their stuff. And we install. And nobody beats our prices. Remember our slogan, I, I did, did it myself, myself. do it yourself. If you've been injured, let our team help get you back in the game. Gruber Law Offices, a proud partner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Gruber Law Offices, one call, that's all. You're listening to the Steve Scafidi Show on WTMJ. Special Black Friday edition. I don't know what's special about it. I'm here. Maybe that's what makes it special. Thanks to all of you for listening. All, all you shoppers, hopefully you're not still waiting in line. It's uh, what, what time is it? 10.35? Hopefully the lines have moved through. I wonder if the stores are busy. We're going to actually spend the, uh, the last half hour of the show talking about two things, Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And you're going to participate. You're going to tell me what your, your best deal was. I'm curious about that. And what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? I was just talking to Jasper about his Thanksgiving. Now, he's from Minnesota, and he actually spent it with his roommate and their family. And that's the cool thing about Thanksgiving. It's, it's, there's no pressure, right? It's not, there's no gifts associated with it for the most part. Although, if you're a host, you probably get gifts from people attending. We did. Um, and you just enjoy yourself. So we'll do that about 11.35. Turkey Day, Black Friday. And don't forget, 1108s, new Friday location for a little something I call Steve Ruled the World. New rules for holidays and Black Friday, since it's on Black Friday. All right, so I teased it during the news there. You've, if you listen to the show, you know I, I'm a big mulcher, right? Don't rake your leaves, mulch them. So for the, for the rakers, or if you're even lazier than that, the, um, the, the leaf blowers, there's actually a war on leaf blowers out there. Saw this story from Dallas. Just read one quick sentence from the story. As North Texas's rare and glorious golden autumn dissolves into peak fall, yard crews swarm with their leaf-blowing bazookas, all in the service of our desire for postcard-perfect landscapes on which to greet our Thanksgiving family and friends. It's a well-written sentence right there. Credit to the, you have to look up the, uh, the author of that piece. Well, Dallas's City Council's Environment and Sustainability Committee, it's a lot of words, uh, on December 7th are going to meet to discuss banning said leaf blowers, leaf bazookas. What do you think about that one? 855-616-1620. I will tell you, other than people cutting their grass at night in the dark, Leaf blowers, I, I have one. I don't. I use it very sparingly because I mulch my leaves, but I, it's more of the... Uh, I have one of those ones you can go back between leaf blower and, and lawn vacuum, and, and then it makes you make your own mulch. You throw it on your beds. Perfect. And you ask any 
lawn and garden expert. This raking is probably not good for your lawn, but it may, you know, it makes people feel good and it gets a little exercise. So, so you do you. But what do you think about this? I know San Francisco has discussed this. Now Dallas, in the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area, banning leaf blowers. You can't really have a quiet leaf blower, and they are some of the loudest of all the tools we have. I would say they're louder than lawn mowers. I would I would confidently say that because I I hear other people with their leaf blowers. As a matter of fact, one of the neighbors had their they must have a lawn service, and they had the two guys with the, like the the backpack ones. It was like an army out there. It was so loud. I could hear it inside my house with the windows closed, doors closed. 855-616-1620. You can simple text is fine. Should we, this is, I know where this is going, ban leaf blowers or, as the author of that piece said, lawn bazookas. And in many ways, they're as loud as a lawn bazooka, right? Disrupting. This is why I tell people to mulch their leaves. And here's the argument I always get when I raise this. Well, I have so many leaves. And this this goes back to the, the lawn tells you when you need to cut it, not you telling the lawn when you need to cut it. The uh, the people that cut their grass at, uh, I cut my grass at 9 a.m. every Saturday. That's not how nature works. Nature operates with the chaos theory, right? Sometimes it's dry and the grass doesn't grow. Sometimes it's, we got crazy rain, it grows fast, you got to cut it twice in a week. And sometimes there's leaves that you have to do something with. So, if you have a lot of leaves, you got to cut them up on a more frequent basis because it's great for the lawn. It's absolutely great for the lawn. So I'm, I'm not only telling you the story about Dallas and San Francisco and their efforts to ban leaf blowers, but I'm telling you that this is the future. I actually said this at Thanksgiving yesterday. I don't know who I was talking to, one of my family members. My next lawnmower, I'm pretty sure about this, will be battery-operated. I have a small small plot, third of an acre, and I have less grass now than I had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because I have larger mulch beds, and there's that mulch word again. And I actually think with the new technology, these batteries are amazing. Why would you? Why would you want us to spend money on gas? Truck into the old gas station with your cans, one five-gallon, one two-gallon. It's easier, simpler. All right, let's see. <laughs> the four one. I knew this was coming. Grab a rake, you lazy. And then he uses the word I can't use on the radio. Uh, for the 262, well, since I just bought a lawn bazooka a month ago, I'm against banning them. <laughs> I'm, it's not going to happen here. Um, here. Here's a hard one. This is a tough one. Tough love. Go green. Ban gas-powered leaf blowers. Hmm. All right, so this is this is the one that I I get a lot. We have oak trees in Wauwatosa. The leaves don't disintegrate. They'll be there five years from now. If you mulch them properly with a, a, a proper mulching lawnmower, they will disintegrate. If you try to mulch them all at the same time, then you've got an issue because you'll have a thick mat of oak leaves that, although cut into tiny pieces, will still cause a problem. Dan from Abrams, Wisconsin. Uh, Steve, we have a leaf blower, and yes, it's a love-hate relationship. It is loud. We do use a lawn sweeper to collect our leaves, but then we run some of the leaves with the vacuum option setup of the leaf blower, chop them up, and then put that in the garden for nutrients. The rest of the swept-up leaves lay in a big pile at the edge of the woods. If you have a woods nearby, that's the best way. Just get them into the woods, and they, they will break down over time. But we don't all have woods. I will say this. We're not going to ban leaf blowers here. It's not going to happen. 
And now Texture says there's a, a growing number of quiet, powerful electric leaf blowers that can solve the problem. Um, I, did, I wasn't aware of that. And again, I don't use one very often, so for me it would be a kind of a waste. But um, if there's an opportunity, why not? Uh, Mitch from Sturgeon Bay. Not shockingly, there's a big push in California to go to 100% electric lawn machines. Me on my ball fields, my blower is essential for proper maintenance. They'll take mine away when they pry it from my cold, dead hands. Nice, uh, nice comparison there, Mitch from Sturgeon Bay. It's not going anywhere, folks. If anything, as one of the texters said, we'll see more of the uh, the battery operated or electric in some cases devices. That's more likely. But uh, we have leaves. We all deal with them in our own special, unique way. And uh, I've told you what mine is: ad nauseum. And I, I will. It actually made an appearance, believe it or not, mulching leaves in my uh, Steve ruled the world. How is that possible? Stay tuned at eleven oh eight to hear that. All right. This is something I've been wanting to talk about, and it has to do with shoplifting. And I think we're all kind of aware of this, but stores, I used to work in a grocery store, did it for nine years. Stores have basically said, we're not going to chase people. We're not going to chase them down. We're just going to let them get out the door, call the authorities, and see what happens. And as we all would suspect, that has resulted in a rise in shoplifting and, and some of these uh, crash and grabs or you know armed assaults on stores where a bunch of people, not one, bunch of people come in, storm a store, especially high-end stores, you know, the Gucci's of the world and all that stuff, jewelry stores, smash and grab as much as they can and then run out and in most cases they don't even find the people that are doing this. I've got a thought on that and, and what we should be doing when it comes to security. And some people will like it, some won't, but we'll get to that after the news, after the break, rather, which is next, right here on WTMJ. Stick around. More of the Steve Scafidi Show next on WTMJ. Matt had just moved into his first apartment and needed furniture to fill it, but he didn't have a big credit line. So I told him about St. Vincent de Paul. There's always a nice selection of gently used furniture there, and sometimes you can find some really cool retro pieces. And the best part is, it's always super affordable. St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores for first-time furniture buyers or anyone looking for great deals on Highway 100 in Layton and Greenfield and 23rd in Lincoln in Milwaukee. Ooh, you're gonna love it, St. Vincent de Paul. This is 620 WTMJ. Steve's committee for Advent. Like a lot of you guys, I had snoring issues keeping me up at night. My wife Kathy was constantly being bothered by my restlessness. Lots of poor sleep. Lots of tired mornings on the radio. Nobody wants that, trust me. To put it simply, my nose wasn't working the way it should. I decided to go to Advent for a quick 30-minute visit, and I found out they could help me. One of the things I noticed, how much time they put in asking me what my sleep was like. Advent totally put me at ease, and after a really simple sleep study done at home, in my own bed, Determine the root cause of my problem had to do with my sinuses and nasal passages in my breathing triangle. Quick diagnosis, short procedure done in office, I'm back to breathing well. Thankfully, my wife Kathy and I are sleeping the whole night, which is great. If you struggle with restless nights like I have, take the time to see how Advent can help you. To find out how breathing well and sleeping well can make your nights in your life a whole lot easier, go to AdventKnows.com, schedule an appointment today. Because Advent knows when you breathe well, you live better. At Valvoline Instant Oil Change, our experts are getting rave reviews. Here's a real customer review read by Jordan, a real employee. I was getting ready for a road trip. My visit was quick and easy. Jordan took care of everything. That's me. Besides being very knowledgeable, he was extremely upbeat and friendly. I never thought I would say an oil change visit was fun. 
At Valvoline, our experts go the extra mile. That's why we work hard to get our guests in and out quickly every day. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Visit their newest location in Grafton, 992 Port Washington Road. It's Dell Technologies' biggest business sale of the year with Black Friday deals on Windows 11 PCs. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. The weather's changing and we're starting to lose daylight. So in the words of House Stark, winter is coming. That means you need to take action before the roads start getting all messy. And scheduling a winter checkup at richlawns.com is the best action move you can take. We'll check your steering and suspension, filters, belts, hoses, brakes, battery, and a whole bunch of other things to make sure you're ready for winter. And if you need tires, we'll give you free lifetime tire rotation, free flat tire repair, and a free lifetime tire balance warranty with every tire we sell and install. Remember, car components eventually wear out over time. And going from summer to winter and back to summer doesn't make it any easier. Especially when you have over 80,000 miles on your car. Be safe, buckle up, and hey, don't let the Night King catch you this winter. I'm Brett Matchy with Richlands, your... Due for service. Richlands Tire and Service, such a refreshing change. Richlands. Now, more of the Steve Scafidi Show on WTMJ. Having some fun on a Friday. Happy Black Friday, everybody. Hopefully you didn't eat too much. You're moving around. Get the blood going. Get those legs pumping. Don't sit on the couch all day. I don't know that Black Friday's a great TV day anyway. So um, it's chilly out there, but throw a coat on, put a hat on, put some gloves on, get get those uh, joints moving, and uh, you'll be fine. And here's the cool thing about having like time off and then Thanksgiving and then working today. I'm I'm off the next two days after that, so it's like an endless vacation for the Steve around this uh, on this Friday. All right, so I mentioned before the break, frustrating. This is frustrating to me. As somebody who used to work in a grocery store setting, did it for like nine years in, in uh, as a young person, high school, college, paid for a lot of my college. If you want to be, uh, if I want to be completely honest, um, but back then. When we had a shoplifter, and back then it was cigarettes. That was always, it was, when, believe it or not, when cigarettes were just out in the store. People would steal cigarettes and we would chase them. Often chasing them down and holding them until the police got there. That doesn't happen anymore. And there's a lot of obvious reasons why it's, one, it's dangerous, and two, it, it's probably not the best thing to do for a lot of other reasons. Um, but we know that retail theft is up. Store after store, I was reading a piece at the, on CNN about Best Buy. And just the the crush of theft in their stores, and one of the the first answers is more security, right? Adding more security to locking everything up. Anything past a certain price point gets locked up. I mean, it's not kind of like what a jewelry store does now. You don't have direct access to a lot of stuff. Some stores you have a little bit of access, but in jewelry store you typically have to have them present it to you, and then you can try it on or look at it. That's that's the future for this problem, is that we, we're not going to have access to, to retail like we used to. But the frustrating thing for me is, and I'm not picking on retailers. This is a challenge every day of the week, and I wouldn't even imagine that I'd have an answer to make, make it go away, because I don't. But it comes down to something else that, that's been bothering me since last Sunday, and is, is the, the consequences of bad behavior. And I'll probably do more on this next week. And I know Jeff Wagner spent a lot of time talking about this the other day when I was listening to his show. 
the fact that can somebody could be out on the streets with that kind of a record bailing themselves out for that small of a price. Well, I think that's the story with shoplifting. It's treated as nothing. Gangs, groups of people, individuals use it as their primary way of supporting themselves. And I know there's been arguments made that this is some, some sort of a, uh, a race issue. No, you steal, you're wrong. I don't care what your race is. And I'm going to make it as difficult for you pre-shoplifting as we do post-shoplifting. And those two, both those things should go together. Pre-shoplifting, I'm going to have more security. I'm going to have more things locked up. And it's uncomfortable and it's a pain in the butt for everybody else who follows the rules. That's the reality. On the post side, I'm sorry. If you're convicted of shoplifting, you're going to spend some time in jail. This, this slap on the hand stuff is not working for me. And it shouldn't work for you either. You know, one of the storylines of the last 10 to 20 years is incarceration. Reform of that process. Reform of the standards in prisons. The foolishness of giving prisoners better health care than the rest of us walking around who aren't in prison. The foolishness of saying somebody uses a gun as a weapon to commit a crime and a few weeks later is walking around like nothing happened. That's a problem. It should be a problem for all of us. And when I, when I see the events that happen in Waukesha on Sunday, I'm thinking to myself, should have never happened. If there were consequences for bad behavior. So I started with shoplifting, but it really speaks to a lot more. Reckless driving. Theft. Violent crime. Homicides. One of the things that I think is going to happen in the near future is that all the pushback against locking people up that we've, we've endured for the last 20 years to open the doors, essentially, and say, ah, oh, they're not that bad, get them back out there, is going to shift the other way, because it has to. I can't sit here as somebody who does this for a living and not call out whoever was responsible for letting that animal out on the street last week. Because he, sh he should not have been out there. He should not have been out there. Use whatever term you want to use to describe him. He should not have been out there. And because he was, people died. People use a lot of excuses nowadays. Maybe, maybe tough on crime shouldn't be a bad, bad word. Maybe... Maybe we need to get back to some of that. And whether it's shoplifting or murder, understanding there are consequences for bad behavior is something we have to reestablish in this country. Because we should all be upset about what happened last week and what continues to happen every day in this country. There's a place for prison reform. There's a place for having fair and equitable guidelines for sentencing, all that is certainly appreciated and certainly important. But we've gone too far in the wrong direction. It has to change. It has to change. And maybe we start right now.
More of the Steve Scafidi Show next on WTMJ. This week on WTMJ. Corey Otis, the Appleton Parade Committee chairperson. We felt like moving forward the parade was the right decision. The big names. Waukesha County Executive Paul Farrell. When I talked to the officers that I knew, their response was just silent. The stories you're talking about. I think it is important for these parades to go on. And everything in between. Christine from Brookfield. You just knew something was wrong and you just need to pray. News Radio WTMJ. Here's why you can feel confident in choosing Less is Glass. To fabricate and install your new shower door or glass bath enclosure. For over 40 years, we've done thousands of them. And when you want a new and modern aesthetic added to your bathroom, you want a crew with experience behind it. We fabricate new shower doors or bath enclosures to fit any space of your bathroom. All done in-house. And that's great for quality control. It could be a neo-angle shower stall a corner enclosure, a bypass for your tub or shower, or a heavy 3-8 inch all-glass enclosure. Any idea you have, framed or frameless, we can handle it. And when you work with a family-owned company, the buck stops here, because we're not satisfied until you are. This is Stacy Sinks with Less's Glass Service. If it's a new glass shower door, bogged or broken insulated glass replacement, or affordable glass and mirror home decor that you've been looking for, you just can't pass on Less's Glass. Less is Glass Service, serving all of southeastern Wisconsin. Find us at lessglassservice.com. Get 12 months no payments and no interest, plus 20% off installation. Visit PellaWI.com. Get your rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy at ACCUNET.com. At Potawatomi Hotel and Casino, the excitement never stops. With new and ever-changing gaming options, including table games like Blackjack, Roulette, and more. You have so many ways to win. Plus, fantastic promotions, entertainment, and events are happening all the time. So what are you waiting for? Now open 24-7. Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Time to play. Visit PaysBig.com for more. Must be 21 to enter casino. This Christmas season, Steinhoffels has deals galore. With the largest selection on leather sofas, solid wood, and oh, so much more. Shop our Black Friday sale and get 35% off store-wide. And you'll get up to a $300 gift card on the new furniture you buy. It's time to transform your home for this holiday season. And let new furniture from Steinhoffel's Black Friday sale be the main reason. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio. This is News Radio WTMJ. Just took a look at the uh, Dow having a horrible day today, almost down a thousand points. So, I mean, that's uh, partly related to the uh, the story coming out of Africa of a new variant that uh, may be causing some issues with the uh, the treatments, the vaccine process for COVID nineteen, and uh, that's something to watch. Here, here's a question: Are the uh, authorities in Washington D.C. looking at? banning or restricting some travel from Africa might be something we want to think start thinking about but I'm guessing that hasn't happened yet because we've always been slow to understand the risk here here's the nightmare scenario this variant is is not affected by the vaccine are we going to go through the whole process again that's why travel restriction and testing is probably the most important thing you can do and yet we are still so hesitant to do that in a lot of ways, especially with air travel. We're still so dismissive of, of real effort to control the spread of this thing. And if there's a 
deadly variant coming out of Africa that we should be worried about. Maybe we should be thinking about doing that stuff right now. So the Dow is reflecting that. Uh, let me just update and refresh. It's, um, yeah, 985 points. And we'll certainly uh, talk to, talk to uh, Dave Spano from uh, Annex Wealth Management on Monday about all of that. All right, as I said, coming up after the break, we're going to do a Steve Roll the World. New rules for holiday and holidays and Black Friday. We'll have some fun, some of the songs you've heard before. Talking about um, talking about what uh, the holidays mean to you, what they mean to me, what we should be thinking about, and I'll uh, hurt some feelings like I always do when I do my Steve Rule the World in my own classic way. That's all coming up after the news, which is next right here in WTMJ. The first question, why does God let evil happen, leads us down a path toward increasing doubt about God's love and God's power. But the second question, what has God done, what will God do about evil, that may start in a position of doubt or uncertainty, but it follows a path toward knowing God more deeply. Dr. Michael Ziegler, this week on The Lutheran Hour. The Lutheran Hour, Sunday mornings at 6.30 on WTMJ. Don't miss the Trans-Siberian Orchestra this holiday season. Two free tickets are coming your way when you schedule your home estimate today. Call 262-703-3500 or visit windowselect.com. Need to find that perfect home? Don't sell. Upgrade with a home equity loan. Renovate that kitchen. Retile that bath. You choose the fixtures. Let us do the math. Tri-City National Bank. Equal housing lender. NMLS 43389. The biggest issues. The biggest stories. The biggest forum for talking about what matters. On the biggest stick in the state. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. This is the Steve Scafidi Show. Good morning, Wisconsin. Welcome to 11 o'clock hour, special Black Friday edition. Coming up at 11.35, Turkey Day stories. The best thing about Thanksgiving doesn't even have to be food. Could be something else. Maybe if you're a Bears fan, you're happy you finally won a game after like six weeks or whatever it was. Um, And then, best deals, your best purchase on Black Friday. I want to hear what those are. Even though I'm not a shopper, I'm curious what you're out there doing. As my, uh, my family members, my wife is out there, my daughter Katie's out there, shopping away, spending that hard-earned money. All right. Um, if you listen to the show, you know that I, I have moved, if Steve ruled the world, from its very popular Wednesday at uh, 11.35 segment to Fridays. Now, it does move a little bit. I've had it at 11.35, 11.08. Today it's at 11.08. And I thought since it's Black Friday, and let's be honest, Black Friday is huge in this country, to quote the uh, former, I was going to say late president, former president, oops. Um, I thought, let's let's build some new rules for the holidays in Black Friday. Now, i got to include Black Friday, since now it might be more popular than Thanksgiving. Well, with all the anti-pilgrim stuff and anything that happened more than 20 years ago is, is now bad mindset that's infected us and apparently is picking up steam Every day in this country, so let's get to it. If Steve, Steve ruled the world. Let's start with the easy one first. The holiday season is here, folks. Unless you live in a cave for most of 2020, this year's holiday season will hopefully feature a return to normal around here. Unless, of course, you're from northern Wisconsin, where you know that some of the Lenny's, Lenny's and Squiggies up there weren't going to let a little pandemic get in the way of their daily routine.
So what does that mean for the holidays? Well, typically we gather in small family groups for Thanksgiving, Christmas, even New Year's, sharing food and drink, exchanging hugs and handshakes. And in our new collective coronavirus reality, the Delta variants, over and over again as we eat and drink too much until we either fall asleep on the sofa watching the Badgers' horrible quarterback play or Aaron Rodgers' COVID, not COVID, toe drama, or one of your irritating relatives playing some long-forgotten holiday classic on their still-connected DVD player. Remember this one? Santa was a trucker. Santa was a trucker. Santa was a trucker. He's trucking his big red sleigh. If Steve ruled the world. Santa was a trucker. We need to talk about this whole Black Friday thing. Somewhere along the way. Black Friday got jumbled up with Thanksgiving to the point. Now, Black Friday's only been around since the 80s. I just dug, dug into that this morning. Only since the 80s, really. So now people are more concerned about wrapping up their Thanksgiving dinner early so they can jump in the car, drive to Target or Walmart, and wait in a line outside for six hours so they could buy a 50-inch TV. Now, Black Friday made sense before there was internet and when owning a 50-inch TV was actually rare or something you was cool. Now everybody's got a 50-inch TV or larger, and homeless guys have smartphones for Pete's sakes. Here's the new rule. All stores close on Thanksgiving Day and the day after Thanksgiving. I'm going to force you to do something else. It's dumb to stand in a line outside a store in the freezing cold for a TV you don't really need. And it's even dumber to stand in a line for six hours with hundreds of other people you're not related to during a pandemic. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? If Steve ruled the world. And since we all have smartphones, you can literally spend all day today buying all the same stuff online you would have waited in line for. You never have to leave your house. You can wear pajamas all day, just like you would have worn when you went out shopping on Black Friday, or like when you and your family traveled by plane to Florida for a trip to Disney World. Sensing a theme. And you won't waste any of your hard-earned dollars on gas or eating fast food while you're waiting in line at Walmart. And the kicker, the rest of us won't have to make fun of you anymore for the dumb decision to wait in a line outside of Walmart for six hours in the freezing cold. It's kind of like this. I got a song for everything. Black Friday, I'm gonna buy a TV. Black Friday, I think instead I'll buy three. Sale, but if you shop on Black Friday, then you better beware. If Steve ruled the world, I know most of you are still probably processing the four full meals you all ate yesterday, and that's one more than a number of football games actually played yesterday, by the way. And by processing, I mean your gut is telling you no thanks for that combo platter of turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. And enough pie to choke a horse, but beyond the digestive distress, and can we all say a collective thank you to the toilet industry for their contribution to Thanksgiving? Yes, I think we can. Yeah, I said it. Lighten up, Francis. But there is something reassuring, at least to me, about families coming together to celebrate a day which features a main course most of us don't really like, and the inevitable collision of politics and culture at that hastily assembled card table dining hall you set up in your living rooms. Or your kitchens. But thankfully, this year's Turkey Day was a little bit different than last year. Remember this classic? I don't want you to be alone, but I don't want to give you wrong. I miss you, Grammy, for a missing Thanksgiving. If Steve ruled the world. Here's a quick one. Here's one thing I know, even in a pandemic, Christmas will not be canceled. Repeat, Christmas will not be canceled. 
How do I know that? Because even non-Christians celebrate Christmas. Nothing, not even a pandemic will get in the way of that. You may not have grandma or grandpa over the house, but you can sure as hell bet they'll be getting presents over their grandkids. It's Christmas. There's one holiday above all the holidays that must go on. It's Christmas, and it has nothing to do with the religious aspects of it. It has to do with the one link to childhood, childhood we all share at one point in our lives. We all seriously believed an obese bearded guy wearing a red suit crawled down our chimney and delivered wrapped presents with our names on them under our Christmas tree. That's the magic. That's why it must continue. Pandemic or not. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. I am so thankful to have you all here today. I am thankful that I only burned the turkey a little bit. I'm sorry, gang. You know, I am thankful that our governor is not going to let those refugees in here. Oh, my God. You know, I heard the refugees are all ISIS in disguise. Oh, yeah. That's true. I actually saw an ISIS in the A&P today when I was picking up the yams. No, you didn't, Aunt Kathy. That was an Asian woman. You know what? I have a question for you. Why is it that your friends keep antagonizing the police? Why would you ask my boyfriend that? I'm just trying to get to know Jamal. That's very hesitational. It's Steve. Wow, there's a lot to unpack in that thing. I think we actually mix it up. But anyway. I'll be honest, the one holiday that probably probably could be done before ever because of the pandemic is New Year's Eve. And this is, this is from a guy who started dating his wife of 35 years on New Year's Eve. I don't need to see Anderson Cooper or every other news person, in air quotes, on CNN drunk on New Year's Eve. It's not 1950 anymore. Not many people get in their cars and drive from house to house having one drink at each stop. Unless, of course, you're in Wisconsin. But seriously, most New Year's Eve parties end up with hurt feelings, over-consuming alcohol to the point where you're Holding your girlfriend's hair as she pukes or with a bunch of rowdy rednecks busting up whatever hotel or restaurant bar they pay $200 to uh, go to for their all-you-can-drink-and-eat New Year's Eve special. Put it to bed. Sing that old Lang Syne song. Kiss your significant other. I love that song. Kiss your significant other and appreciate that you survive one more year of arguing about a damn pandem- pandemic, especially if you live in Wisconsin. I wonder if Republicans in Wisconsin would still be investigating the election by New Year's Eve. Oh, never mind. You can't handle the truth. And last but not least, I send you all my best wishes and holiday greetings as we approach this pandemic challenge holiday season year two. I only ask two things of you. That you please stop listening only to people you agree with. It's a big ask, I know. And number two, more importantly, for the love of all that is holy, please stop breaking your leaves into the streets. It's dumb and lazy in your heart of hearts. You know that you're long and appreciate it if you would just mulch them. See what I did there? That is this week's If Steve Ruled the World. Take us to break, young Jordan. Lots of people loving our look at the holidays and Black Friday on the Steve Road of the World. Check it out every Friday show. Now, I'm looking at my schedule the rest of the year. So I, I know I'm off the last week of the year, but I'm here most 
from now until then. So I'm not going to be gone anywhere. So lots to get to. I haven't. I'm going to spend a lot of time next week talking about some of the the ramifications of the story from Waukesha in a, in a more legal perspective. There, there's something to be. I, I did a little bit of it in the ten o'clock. Hour. There's something to be said here for looking at how we're sentencing people, how we're looking at reforming incarceration, nonviolent versus violent. All that stuff should be on the table. Bottom line is we have become lax in this country, and there's a corresponding leap in crime. It's not debatable. It's happening. Now, there's, it's, there's as many stories, many reasons why that is. But if we're going to look and spend a lot of time and energy looking at prison reform, sentencing guidelines, we also need to, at the same time, look at the impact of the relaxing of those guidelines, the impact to all of us, stories like Waukesha, stories about shoplifting that are on the rise, and I mentioned just one, Best Buy. Talk to your local retail store manager about shoplifting once, and you'll get, a, you'll get an interesting answer. It's become a, uh, I was going to say a side hustle for some people, but it's not that. It's more than that. It's an industry. It's a cottage industry now, people who steal things from stores and then resell them as their main source of income. And that's not the country that I know. So we'll get to some of that next week. Um, some of the, uh, the texts are interesting. We're going to get to the, what, how we're going to spend the rest of the hour uh, in a second here. Um, love your show. Keep up the great work. Thanks from the 414. Appreciate that. Read the leaves in the streets. In front of my son's place in a Milwaukee neighborhood, someone parked last week out front in a pile of leaves. They ignited and they completely burned up that vehicle, plus severely damaged two adjacent ones. Mm -hmm. The idea that we should be doing this in the uh, 21st century is nuts. But yet we here we are. It's one of those things that never goes away. And I, I love the people who say to me, oh my God, did you see the piles on Lake Drive? Okay, so I look at the piles. I went, I went that way the other day because I wanted to see what they were talking about. And they're probably four feet high, but that's all the leaves combined into one pile. If you would mulch them, I didn't, I didn't intend to get into a mulch debate, but here I am again. If you would mulch them a couple times a week, you wouldn't have that pile. And as I've told you over and over again, if you talk to a lawn and garden expert, it's good for your lawn. So you're paying somebody to rake, especially on Lake Drive, you're paying somebody to rake them into a big pile, and you're paying the city or city's paying somebody to suck them up. How do you pay a lawn and garden service, landscaping company, to do something that is against what they tell their customers? It doesn't make any sense. That's the, the weirdness of, of the whole argument. Uh, what else is out there? Uh, Mitch from Sturgeon Bay. Yeah, the governor wants us to go shopping. Yeah, you can go shopping. I just want holidays to be respected. And I think, it, actually, I'm winning the argument. Most stores were closed yesterday. Now, I know this is the other thing, and, and we could get into a debate on this if we want to. The, the, the Thanksgiving holiday, the origin stories now have become the, uh, the talking points, right? And I always remind people when we go into these debates, history was cruel. Things that happened 100, 200 more years, thousands of years, unless you were in power, unless you were the leader, Life was not good for you. That was the reality of the world we live in. Here's the reality, though. Whatever you think about Thanksgiving, we live in a better place. We live in a better country. We live in a, in a country that, for the most part, understands 
everyone's roles, understands the history, trying to make progress. So while the origin story of Thanksgiving might not be what you think it is, it's probably not, it's, there's some elements of it that are true. It's what we think now that matters. Not what they thought 200 plus years ago. No, it's what we think now. Building respect on what we collectively understand about each other now. We know that people were mistreated in the past, but that's not the world we live in now. It's frustrating to me, and what's one of the re- one of the reasons I love Thanksgiving. It's it's just a holiday to give thanks. It doesn't have to be any more than that. We're not going to boycott Thanksgiving. We're not going to pretend it doesn't exist because it does exist. We're just going to find different ways to celebrate it for some people, and that's all well and good. Texture says, give up the mulch preaching. As a 64-year-old grandmother, I don't appreciate being called lazy for using a leaf blower. We simply do what we can. I'm not calling you lazy. I'm just telling you the truth. Oh, let's see. Laura from Las Vegas. Hey, Laura from Las Vegas. Happy Thanksgiving. Spending a holiday in Two Rivers. Oh, also a beautiful place. It's cold here. Yeah, it's not Vegas warm, that's for sure. Stay warm. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, Taylor from River Hills. How come people want Target and Walmart closed on Thanksgiving, but it's okay for grocery stores, liquor stores, and McDonald's to be open? Now, my McDonald's was closed. I did notice my Starbucks was open, though. The reason I want it to be closed on Thanksgiving is because I want people that work there to be able to enjoy the holiday. And for for most of them, they can't do that if they have to work. Uh, Let's see. Here's what, here's what, this is going to be our next conversation from the 920. I bought a 75-inch Samsung smart TV from the website on sale. My previous TV was not a smart TV, and it was slowly dying. So here's how we're going to go forward in the next half hour. I still got a break to take this half hour, though. Um, two things. Turkey Day stories. The best thing about Thanksgiving to you could be food, could be family, could be a story, something. I was at a, uh, a uh, turkey walk yesterday. I know they have the turkey tracks and the tur- turkey trots and all that stuff. We just we do a walk in Oak Creek. We donate everybody that comes donates some food for people that need help. And there was a group there who were taking a group picture. And as one of the people who was taking the picture, instead of saying cheese, she said so and so's pregnant. And there was like a, a momentary like stunned. <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone looks at that person and it's like, and then just this loud explosion of cheers went up now that was cool i don't know why that came into my mind but it was interesting development so anyway so uh, thanksgiving day stories food family fun whatever it is 855-616-1620 or your favorites your favorites or best buy from black friday what did you get if you're out in the lines, tell me about it. I don't think the lines are there anymore. Probably most people are in stores. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the news, and then we'll take your texts and phone calls as we wind it down before we have hand off to Brian Noonan, filling in for Jeff Wagner right here on WTMJ. Black Friday edition of the big show here on WTMJ. Happy to be with you. Thanks for tuning in all over the country. I appreciate the shout-outs. I give you shout-outs as well as we uh, get through the first of what will be a long holiday period. So you have the Thanksgiving Black Friday thing, and then you have this lull kind of offices kind of, I don't want to say slow down. It's the end of the year. You're starting to think about the holidays. You're 
you, a lot of your works, your heavy lifting's already done for most businesses, although, you know, obviously retail's amping up at this time of year. But it's a different, it's a weird feeling. I think people are, hopefully, this is the case, nicer, right? Getting along with each other. A lot of holiday greetings, which is never a bad thing. Saying hi more often. Maybe even shaking hands, even in a pandemic. Albeit one that's winding down. So I, I just... I thought we'd spend a few minutes just sharing some stories. The Accident Mortgage Talking Text Line, 855-616-1620. Thanksgiving. You heard a great one from uh, Sheboygan Falls. Woman, her water broke at dinner on Thanksgiving. That's interesting. Shopping is a uh, fair game. What's the deal of the century? What would you pick up this morning in your, your uh, Black Friday experience? Best deals. Still, I'm still amazed that TVs are still a big deal. Now, one of the textures before us had just got a 75, I mean, 75-inch TV. Think about that for a second. You need a, you need a big space to put a 75. I don't have a space in my house for a 75. Maybe downstairs in the shrine. Maybe. 75-inch TV. And here's my other question, since we're talking about TVs. So if 75 is now the, you know, the work up to size. Remember, I remember the days of 19-inch TVs. Then 25. Then 32. Then 45. And now it's 75. Is there a moment in five years where it's 105? I mean, what's the next thing? Is it something beyond that? How big can it get? Texture says, thank, thank you, uh, 620, for keeping our minds clear. I'm trying to keep you all entertained, educated, engaged, even on a day off. For the most, 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 most of you people are off. I'm working. Thankfully, the coffee machine's working. Had some tea. I'm going on a granola bar, so I'm hungry. Give me your stories. The best story, the best stories of Thanksgiving. Your favorite item. Like I've been reading a lot about this debate about um, the food on Thanksgiving. Green bean casserole. Most people think is overrated, but yet it's a standard everywhere. I think they put like French onion, crispy French onion things on top of them. Is that your, your family do that? Corn, not interested in corn for Thanksgiving. Not a thing for me at all. Mm-mm. Wife made a corn chowder? No. Didn't eat any of it. Here's a shocker. Yours truly, no mashed potatoes yesterday. I'm not a big fan of mashed potatoes. I know that's a standard. And I asked my wife, because I, I know I was going to talk about this. She made, tell me if this is a lot, 15 pounds of potatoes that went into the mashed potatoes for our Thanksgiving. 15 pounds. Seems like a lot. Seems like too much. 15 pounds. But everyone loved it. She's a great cook. My wife, Kathy, great cook. So give me your best. I know the phone lines. Jordan was a little bit busy there. The phone lines are starting to ring. Uh, The Akin Mortgage Talking Text Line, 855-616-1620. Give me your best story. Best deal if we're talking about Black Friday. Share your Friday experience with me as I wind down the show for and wind it up for Brian Noonan, who's filling in for Jeff Wagner. So we'll get to all of that. Your stories, your texts, my stories. No texts from me. The Academic Morgan's talking text line 855-616-1620. Having fun on a Friday right here on WTMJ. A lot of people asking how many people was my wife feeding? I think we had 22. Was that the number? Something like that. Um, that's a lot of potatoes, but you know we give everything away. Everyone that comes for our Thanksgiving feast gets to take a lot of stuff home, and 
I noticed a lot of people are taking the mashed potatoes. So she she makes a good meal. That's all I can say. All right, Steve from Manitowoc joins the conversation. Happy Black Friday, Steve. Hey, thank you, sir. Sure. What's your story? Well, this happened quite a few years ago, but uh, um, I've got two sons. They're both Marines, and uh, the oldest was deployed in Afghanistan, and uh, he wasn't supposed to get home till sometime in January. And we had sat down at the farm to have Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody was there. It was probably 15 people around the main table plus six or seven of the grandkids around the, the kids' table. And uh, uh, we were just sitting down to say the prayer when the, the door started to open, and everybody's kind of like, what's going on? And in walks my son. Wow. And, uh, Yeah. <laughs> That had to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, just talking about it chokes me up. Um, yeah. It was it was one of the most amazing things to happen to me from the standpoint of, you know, you, you see the, the surprise home, homecomings on, on, uh, on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But to have it happen to you, mm-hmm. it, it, it blows your mind. How many years ago was this? So, yeah. How many years ago was it? Uh, 2012. And uh, your son's doing well? Thanksgiving to 12. Yes, yes. I have three grandkids from him and his wife, and the other son, um, they're both career uh, uh, scout snipers, and um, the other son is getting ready to deploy to the South China Sea in January. Well, our best to them, and tell them thanks for their service.